Funny, 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 funny. I can learn English. <laughs> you were called a different name and blah, blah, blah. And you're going to hell and I'm going to hell six times over because I got six tattoos. So do you want to do the intro, Mr. Josh Brewer? What was my name? Mr. Josh Brewer. Almost Johnson Brewer. I was yeah. going to say, it's not like he was going, Josh Johnson. Yeah, no, Josh. It, it almost was Johnson Brewer. Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> did you catch that last week when I did that? I did not. Yeah, I, I did that at one point last week. What? Uh, we, we were talking about having your Mazda and truck combo. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> now, I, now I remember. I was listening back to it. I was like, who did that that loud, that high? And I was like, oh, that was me. <laughs> uh, whoops. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> welcome back to another week of Use Your Words podcast. Uh, traditionally, I have uh, Aaron across from me and Josh to the left of me. And that tradition continues to this day. And this week, we gave Josh the non-squeaky chair, so hopefully he doesn't make as much noise as he has in the past. As he tries to make it squeak. I know. Every chair we've given him, he somehow has found a way to make noise from it. I don't know how you have succeeded in that, Mr. Brewer. You got nothing? You're usually very talkative. He's moody today. Oh, oh he's, he's, a, he's like, yep, he's okay. nodding his head. Enforcer, we're sorry. <laughs> We're going to send him back to you today in a very sad state then. She knows how to deal with it. Yeah, this is true. Well, what? What What? what, what, what was being broken right there? <laughs> Fingers? I hope. You hope? Yeah, I would rather have your finger broken than an arm or a leg or a neck. Oh, in that case, then. Uh, you can't. You, mm. Okay, mm. and Josh Off is already him. trying to take us on a tangent, and we're just going to let him fly out there in the wind. because Fly in the wind. Yeah, fly in the wind and not tangentize us. So today's going to be interesting because I have like pages of notes and research. <laughs> Josh has six links, and uh, Aaron has how many? Zilch, not a zero. <laughs> so I, I, have, bad. I have a feeling someone's going to be either typing or doing things on the fly at this moment. I guess we'll have to see. But it should be interesting. He does have enough uh, content, I think, and enough history with this conversation to begin with anyway. So I think he'll be good. Yeah. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And the topic today is video games. And I left this kind of open and broad. So anything from video games causing violence uh, to video games being good for people, especially older generation people, uh, to video games leading to a decline in morals, to all that fun stuff, video game addiction, video game. <laughs> so I, there's a lot of things that this can go directional wise. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll have to see kind of how that goes <laughs> with everything. But, of course, before we can get to anything like that, we do have to do something. Did that scare you again this week? No, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, your word this week actually <clears throat> is a word that is used in video games. Great. It's reticulating. 
What? Reticulating. Reticulating. It was yeah. used in SimCity 2000 I don't back think... in 1994. I wasn't even born. Uh, I know. That's okay. So is that the one video game it's used in? Well, that was like the first one it appeared in. It's been used uh, in other games since. Reticulating. Yep. Uh, it's the present participle of reticulate. Josh is even, I don't know what Josh is so confused about over here. I'm reading the definition. Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, reticulate. Um, um, Just um, give us what you think it is in your head. When you hear the word reticulating, what do you immediately think is happening? Uh, I, nothing really. Uh, I just, I think of, uh, re, re, uh, um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I keep thinking about Dark Souls. Okay. So, how, <laughs> so know. how, how, how re- so what's reticulating in Dark Souls? Uh, 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 Paul, I don't know. Come on. You gotta tell uh, us something. I guess the only thing, uh, what's the, Aaron, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, when the sword hits the wall and it makes that tick sound and I hit the wall a lot because there's small, there are walkways. So that's reticulating. Yep, that's reticulating. All I don't right. know how that would happen in Sims, <laughs> but. Well, and uh, reticulating is to divide or mark something in such a way as to resemble a net or network. <laughs> what? Why is that a thing? <laughs> because I had to look up words that were, that came from uh, video games. The other word I was thinking about, and it, it'd be one you would know. That's why I didn't go with it. Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, encumber. I know ember. <laughs> oh my goodness! You don't know encumber? I can't think of. You play a game. Oh no! That- no! 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 Yeah, I. What are your over in? Cumbered or whatever, you have too much weight. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that game is, the word this originally came from was Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Yeah. So I was like. I was like oh. That and Fallout, yeah. Well, what, what, does, what, what does encumber mean? What does encumber mean? Uh, I guess we're going for a two for one here this week. Gosh. Well, remember, I have one for you. I know. Um. I don't know. The only thing I can think of, it has something to do with weight. Okay. So when you're over-encumbered, what happens? You have too much weight and you can't move fast. You slow down. That's what encumber is. You're restricted or impeded in your movement. But, oh, okay. So why don't they just say you're encumbered? You're encumbered due to overweight, but yeah. So they oh, just... Oh, I always figured it was like if you were over-encumbered. No. You're encumbered due to being overweight. Uh, well, now okay. it makes more sense now, even more than what it didn't before. Man. <laughs> and how many versions of Skyrim have you played now? Only one. Wait, no, I've played Oblivion. Well, started to. No, I when I say versions, I'm talking about like on various platforms and consoles and special edition and original edition. And you know what? You can just stop. <laughs> A couple. A couple means two. Yeah. Correct. So you've played it on which platforms? Xbox and PC. Okay, that's it? Uh, Just the standard editions or the special editions or the... I mean, the first one, just the regular Elder Scrolls. 
uh-huh. Skyrim. And but then I mean I got the special edition. Okay, so that's two. Because that's the standard now. Now it is. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. Ugh. Yeah, that that game can go down to fire. It's been on no! too many platforms. So they need to come up with something new and original. There, something will happen. Something that's not Fallout seventy six. Oh yeah, I can't. I wish I could return that, but I can't. A lot of people. I do. haven't even owned. Like I haven't. I, I I haven't owned it yet. I bought it. No, I haven't played it. I remember watching the release for it, like when they had it on the big screen and they were talking about it and stuff. And I'm just, I'm like, something doesn't feel right. And everybody's all excited. And then, yeah, it just it, died. Yeah. Worst game of the year award. I was really hoping there yeah. would have been. Well, I didn't think anything of it just being an online thing. I was like, well, hopefully there'll be a story, which I enjoy more than playing online. So, And that turned out to be false. Yep. Okay, so you were all giddy with excitement because you said you had a word for me to yeah. find. Okay, so what's your word? Um, I said it in my head correctly. Um, <laughs> shot it. Oh, boy. Schadenfreude. 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 Spell that for me, please. Schadenfreude. S-C-H-A-D-E-N-F-R-O-I-D-E. Okay, um, I'm going to have to say it's definitely going to be a psychological term. I'm uh, imagining probably that it invokes Freud in some way. I don't even know what Freud is, but okay. Uh, famous psychologist where he said a bunch of stuff. Uh, oh. But I'm not going to go there because that would be weird if it was. <laughs> well, can I, can I uh, give him a slight hint? No, 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 no. You don't give me a hint. No, I didn't get a hint. He, I, I don't give him hints. Yes, he doesn't do. get to me hints. You you just said I give him the topic of general whatever. I deducing through my own knowledge of word history and various words <laughs> where the origin of this Schadenfreuden or whatever. Um, I know it's not that, so I will have to go. A Schadenfreuden is just dead. The belief. That everything is whimsical and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Just like me. Yeah. So what it wasn't really me, though. Um, it's you, Paul. It's... I, I, <laughs> I can see that. It's him. It's literally I, I, him. Okay, where what you, is it? You take pleasure in others' misfortune. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I wanted to give him a hand. I just yeah. wanted to be like, Paul, it's you. No, no, no. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take, oh my god. Uh, uh, no, I. I if it, I'll say this: if it's a minor mispleasure of fortune, if it's major, you know, major like Aaron got in an accident and again. had his arm ripped off of him at the so- at the elbow socket or something like that. You know, and half his arm is lying on the other side of the street. I would not find Schadenfreude in that. <laughs> no, you really would. want him. If to it die, was something like Aaron stubbed his toe and then <laughs> fell down and hit, you know, hit his face first into hit his couch noggin. or something, <laughs> I would find Schadenfreude in that. That would be funny. Because I know that if I did the same thing, he would probably find. You have that initial haha moment, and yeah. then you're like, "Oh, hey, are you okay?" Pain is funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, my, my question is: 
did you learn that I learned and did you learn that pain is funny by playing video games? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. So Skyrim is one of your favorite games because you play yeah. that like all the time. And uh, not all the time. No, now it's Dark Souls. Well, yeah, and it's Dark a, Souls. Yeah, it's a switch between the two right Which, now. R- don't get me wrong, Dark Souls is fun, but at, at some point it just was like, okay, it's the same thing over and over. It is. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I just want that, and that's, I guess, I want to play through the remastered, and then I want to try and get through two because I started off at three. So. Oh, yeah, like playing each one but i i've seen no. i've seen you've been on dark souls 3 like forever <laughs> and a day on both pc and xbox right and i'm just like you know what i'm done i've played that many times over i just gotta do as many uh what know. other games you play sir uh, uh i play with that forza forza like forza um okay I like. I think I like the motorsports more than the Horizon ones. Okay. I, don't know, I just. I, I I need to give Horizon more of my time because I don't know. I haven't played it as much as motorsports. Okay. Uh, what well, other game? Well, we know Smash. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about the Switch that one already. Um, <laughs> yeah, Smash. Um, I mean, I used to like Call of Duty games, not so much anymore. Uh, man, what else? Oh, Fallout, because it's very Skyrim-y. Well, same makers. So. Same makers, yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, what other games do I play? <gasps> I remember uh, Overcooked is fun when you have friends to play with. <laughs> <laughs> I love it how you have to qualify it when you have friends. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I just suck on my own, so. Well, I'm not that good even when multiple. I can't, like, concentrate on <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. I'm, like, trying to take in the whole screen. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. And then, um, dude, I, I wish I could get it, but, like, the Kirby, old Kirby games, like Nintendo 64. Yeah. I love Kirby. Oh, my goodness. It wouldn't surprise me if they come out eventually on the Switch. Oh, that'd be cool. Because right now they're going back through the old catalog of uh, Nintendo games, NES games. Eventually they'll probably get to the SNES and maybe one day. Wait, what's SN- is SNES a 64? No, the Super oh. Nintendo. SNES. It came before the Nintendo 64 and yeah. after the Nintendo. That's where you have like Mario World. Uh, you have an SNES. Oh, okay. So that's that one. Yeah. That, okay. Like All the right, Kirby no. All Stars and that. Yeah. Gotcha. So eventually, we might see some of that. I hope so. I oh man oh the James Bond that was a Golden Eye. That one you might not see just due to licensing. Really? Yeah. For the sixty four. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not somewhat, yeah. That 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 one's been a whole one. big thing of talk, really, yeah, in the gaming circles. But uh-huh. anyway, any other games in particular? Uh, mm. So, from what I take oh, it, Red Dead, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Okay. So, from what I'm taking it, based on what I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of RPGs. Yeah. And I'm hearing. Racing as your predominant ones. Yeah, yeah. And then some casual and some 
you used to like the shooter games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joshy boy, what about your game list? What do you got that you play? Well, how long do you want to be? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, gosh. Uh, I haven't picked up the Xbox in probably a few months, but when I had Xbox, it was Red Dead and Red Dead, I think was it. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. mean, I, I I had other games, but I just kind of outgrew them. I say you um, liked Forza for a little bit. I did for a little bit, uh, but it was kind of like your overcooked thing. I only found it fun when I was with friends. Oh, I figured. <laughs> I thought you had had to stop because it got too in the detail, and then you'd spend way too much time setting up all your little setups. For <laughs> no, no, I actually <laughs> had a, a hard fair. time figuring it all out. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, eh. um. Otherwise, everything else I play is on Steam. Uh, right now, I'm playing um, Hearts of Iron. I play War of Rights. Um, I'm a Total War fan, so Empire, Attila, Napoleon, Rome 2, Shogun 2. Um, Whole Fast Nations at War is one that I'll play. Um, Rising Storm 2, Vietnam. Um, We're going to be here for a minute. Um about it i got oh. thermovic battle of stalingrad i just haven't really gotten into it yet so a lot of war i'm guessing a lot of these are like uh, pretty much they're all war <laughs> i know but they're all war are they like real-time strategy or are they more procedural strategy like where you plan your turn out and then you let the other players take their turn or are they real time where everything's happening simultaneously hearts of iron is real time uh, the Total War series is the other type of strategy. Okay, set. so it's a mix. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. And then everything else is first-person shooter. Remember when you played Assassin's Creed? Oh, you, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we we do have a first-person shooter person here. So according to research, we should be fearing him. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? You do first-person RPG He's shooter. Not really, though. He said used to do first person shooters. Yeah. Okay. Any other games? Uh, um, Dude, golf it. Great game. Steam golf it. So much fun. No. No. Wow. Oh. <laughs> no. Sorry. Wow. Okay. I've never played it, so I don't know. <laughs> it's golf. How good can <laughs> a golf mini game golf. be? And then you have obstacles and stuff, and it's still Ow. you're swinging a virtual. Thing at a virtual thing through a virtual thing. Well, everything in <laughs> games is virtual. I just say anyway. two other games I didn't mention. Oh, what, what are these two other games? Um, haven't played Kingdom Come Deliverance Kingdom. in a while. Okay, that's an RPG first person. Yeah, and then Mountain Blade. Mountain Blade. That's an old, old classic. They're coming out with a new one. Huh. Okay. It's, it's, it's real similar to. Um, Skyrim. Oh. Okay. I didn't even think about Minecraft. Oh. Yeah? That's a fun one. And I like Sims because, well, I like building houses, but then (laughs) I don't know what I want to build. So then I get stuck. I I saw uh, Sims 4 on sale recently. I was like, oh, Oh, that's a game for Aaron. (laughs) Shoot. It was like down to 10 bucks for the (gasps) week. Oh, but is that done now? Yeah, it's done. No! Uh, oh, well. That's okay. Okay. I'll live. So the games I play, uh, let's see here. Star Trek Online, MMO. Play uh, Tales of Vesperia, 
well, the Tales of series, which are JRPGs. So they're, they're more like uh, turn-based RPGs uh, where you control a team as opposed to like Skyrim where it's one person. Oh, okay. You know, so cool. they're either turn-based or they're very much like free action all the time, but you, and you control one of the four people on the team. Oh, okay. Neat. So it's on the Switch. Uh, Tetris 99, been playing that. <laughs> Tetris. I've gotten first place in a few rounds. That's made me happy. Wow. Yeah, beat up 99 people across the world to, to come out on top. Hey, hey mm. I'm happy with that. Victory. Um, I still play on occasion Ingress on my phone. Ingress. I was, okay, I was going to ask. And Pokemon Go once Pokemon in a while. Pokemon Go. I will not be getting into the new Harry Potter one that they're doing. Because, yes, they're, is that it, Niantic is doing it. Oh, okay. Because I thought I had heard about something like that happening, but I thought it was a long time ago and it just never came. To nope, it, it was still happening in the background. They're getting oh. ready to release the beta soon. Huh. Um, it was just like announced like this past week or so about the beta coming out eventually here. Um, so I play, I guess you could say, casual games on my phone. You know, uh, Dream Burst. It's an Angry Birds game where you have to pop things. You know, you know, while I'm waiting for stuff at work to like run code wise, you know, when am I going to sit there, twiddle my thumb and then try to go to another task? Humans are not built for multitasking like that because you try to fast flip between multiple tasks. You're going to forget what you're doing on one of them. And then you're wasting more time than you would have done just waiting those few seconds to do something else. So I used to play first person shooters, not so much like the multiplayer mode, but the quote-unquote story mode, which now most um, first-person shooters no longer have a story mode. They're like, we're just going to do this multiplayer online because they want to be as popular as Fortnite. Or what's the new one? Apex Legends. (laughs) You know? So until the next big thing comes around, that's... That's all it's going to be. Yeah. So I don't play first-person shooters that much anymore because when I used to play against you, Mr. Johnson... It, it would be like, you know, 500 to two. <laughs> and I'd be just in there. Okay. Well, I'm done with this one. <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, I should have asked, was it limited to just video games? No, any games, like games mm. you do on your phone, the games you do. I'm, I'm not counting board games because then that's okay. a whole other category. Oh, okay. And that kind of brings it out of. This, yeah, know. it does. No, Be- yeah, because like, um, one of the games I keep seeing advertised, I haven't tried it, but I want to, I want to download to see on my phone is it's a Walking Dead based game, huh. but it's augmented reality where like you actually have to like flip the phone around, like the zombies are walking towards you and you have oh. to like shoot your gun and like move your screen around and everything. Uh-uh. So I want to see how that works. I haven't tried it yet, but that might be interesting. That that's kind of cool, and because there's also a company working on a similar thing where it's you know like you would have your phone out, I'd have my phone out, and we'd have virtual guns and try to shoot each other <laughs> as we run around at each other. <laughs> so that's been kind of you know in development for a while. I think they're just kind of having issues with probably getting things in yeah. sync all the time. Oh, that's the one that has that's that crazy. piece that mounts to the top of the phone, right? Uh, there's multiple companies trying to do it, but yeah, there's one that has a mount one. But nothing's really ever come reality of it just because I think the server sync issues. Because mm. if one person gets out of sync just a little bit, right. hey, guess what? They win. Yeah. So 
So, okay. So, according to this, you know, I, I guess right now, especially in the light of what happened in New Zealand uh, this past week, which is a tragedy in and of itself. That was, there's no, there's nothing that justifies what happened down there. Uh-uh. You know, four, 49 people at least dead. I haven't read to see if any of those who were injured have passed away or not. Yeah, in critical condition. Yeah, but, you know, coming right out of that, almost immediately you started seeing everything and everyone getting the blame for it. And it was ridiculous. And again, we're back at that narrative again of guns being the problem and video games being the problem. (laughs) Yeah, which, I don't know. You had looked like you had some interesting notes on all of that. Well, yeah. So, and what's funny is now we have very conflicting studies coming out about these things. Hmm. So, last year, a study came out, at, and it was closer to the end of last year. It was conducted from 2010 to 2017. Hmm. Um, and it says that an international study looked at 17,000 adolescents. That's a good chunk of adolescents to look at, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good sample size. Ages 9 to 19. Hmm. And they followed and tracked them from 2010 to 2017. And they're coming out and saying that playing video games, violent video games, led to increased physical aggression over time. Now, what they're calling violent video games are games such as Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty, Manhunt. Manhunt. I'm not familiar with that series either. Um, Mm. But they're saying that people who played, kids who played these, teens who played these, were more likely to exhibit behaviors such as being sent to the principal's office for fighting or hitting a non-family member. Huh. You know, and so they're doing this. Mm -hmm. But what I found interesting in this research is that... They did uh, – so what they did is they did um, what they call a meta-analysis where they took all these other studies that happened from 2010 to 2017 and studied them. So they studied the studies basically, <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, but in a lot of these studies, it was self-reported information. Hmm. So instead of like me watching Aaron to see – what happens, you know, and document, you know, is he getting in fights? Is he hitting people? Is he doing this or that? Instead, I'm going to Aaron and saying, Aaron, please fill out this questionnaire and tell me after what games do you play and have you been involved in any of these things? You know, I need you to fill out this form. Right. Well, what if I'm not completely honest with you? Exactly. That's the problem with the self-reporting issue. Yeah. Absolutely. Because what happens then a lot of times is we may see things completely different than others may see them. Now, things like punching or hitting people, and that, that, that we can be objective. But what if someone goes, I have violent thoughts? Well, what's a violent thought? Uh, you know, is that they want to punch their pillow or is that they want to <laughs> kill someone? But oh. but a self-reporting thing like that, guess what? They're in the same category. There's no way to to define that. Yeah. So, the, you know, that's a a weird way on they do that. So, but based on this meta-analysis and they said, you know, based on reviewing all these studies, 
that used all these different methods, they're saying, well, we can, and this is the American Psychological Association saying this, they're like, we can say definitively violent video games cause aggressive behavior. Hmm. Okay? Well, then February of this year rolls around. (laughs) Changed? Oxford University and Cardiff University. Uh, It's over in Europe. They released a new study in the journal Royal Society Open Science. And this is the title to what they put out there. Violent video games, excuse me, violent video game engagement is not associated with adolescents' aggressive behavior. It's kind of conflicting. Yeah, and so you have two (laughs) different... You know, you got here in the U.S. are saying, yes, it is. We say yes. And over in Britain, they're saying, no. Uh-uh. Not, 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 a, not a thing. Yeah. So uh, and I, I do want to make one correction. The APA came to that conclusion in 2017, not 2018. But, okay. you know, they started really talking about it in that. Um, gotcha. So that was interesting. So the one that they did over in Britain there. They recruited 1,004 – weird that they went to 1,004, not just 1,000 uh, – British video game players ages 14 and 15, okay, of which 540 identified as male, 461 as female, and three other as another gender. Okay. So pretty good – you know, it's not 50-50. No. But, but it's pretty good balance. Yeah. I, yeah. For each player then – they also recruited their carers. So, you know, their parents or, you know, whoever was taking care of them. And they determined which games the kids played. And based on what that kit, that uh, game was, they then went to the, you know, EU's or, you know, that I didn't, their version of the ERSB, I forget what it's called, you know, to see what the games are rated over there. Oh. You know, um, and then they also looked at what the U.S. rated them. So they, they looked at the ratings for both and then categorized the game based on those ratings. And then what they did is they measured the aggression and what they called the pro-social behaviors with the parents or the people who cared for the kids. They didn't have the kids self-report it. Instead, they had these parents report their aggression levels, you know, where they were getting trouble for be, being, you know, in fights or yeah. whatever that um, – and that's what they ran all these at. And they found that adolescents were not more or less likely to engage in aggressive or pro-social behavior as a function of the amount of time they devote to playing video games. Huh. That's okay. I mean, what if, the, I don't know, do you think the parents would be more honest than the kids would be? I would think the I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, and it, it, there's no... Because when they're doing this research project, you know, it's not if they go, hey, yeah, my kid was in a fight or my kid is being aggressive. Like they're going to all of a sudden have their kids taken away or thing. They're just reporting to help no, yeah. figure this out. You know, that's going to be more reliable than a 14 or 15-year-old reporting on themselves. Because at that point, it's not so much, Aaron, do you feel violent right now? It's do I see Aaron engaging in fights? No. Do I see Aaron engaging in, you know, this these other activities? No. Okay. Okay. You say it's one thing to feel something, it's another thing to cross the line and do it. Right. So. I mean, yeah. Uh, 
Um, 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 um. So would the kid have to like report to the parent though if they had any like feelings of anything? I, I don't know exactly how. You know what was in their questionnaire. Um, Why didn't you get that questionnaire, Paul? Because I didn't I'm, feel it I'm was kidding. important to I'm get the questionnaire. I'm would, sorry. I said I will get it, and then you can. Um, no, it's you can cool. take it that's if you want. Quite all right. <laughs> but I mean, I'm okay. That, I think that's just kind of funny. That well, I I don't know funny like haha funny like funny like uh, weird funny mm-hmm. that two different things looking at the same type of science and two different methods come up with two different results answers yeah and now before we start recording uh brewer had a little theory on this so it's always political so what is not always political so so what so what was your theory there mr brewer well in an area that is more restricted europe is more restricted than the u.s and for them to come to conclusion that you know there was no um, connection, and yet in the U.S., the place that's a whole lot more open and not as restricted is saying yes, there's connection. Now, granted, what you were saying is they both went about it different ways, but here in America, we're saying yes, there's a connection, but over there, they're saying there isn't. Okay, you're walking now, in circles. Hang on. Why over here? I guess why would why would the why why would the data be that drastic? I don't know. You tell me. That's where I'm saying there has to be some sort of political tie. I, I don't think it's political. I think there's a political. Well, tie. And here's why I say there's no political tie. Uh, the one conducted, you know, and done over here in the U.S. and then. It was an analysis of other studies done already. So they weren't conducting new research themselves. They were looking at other studies done. And that was in America. Well, they not all of them were necessarily American originally. I didn't oh. go get the list of all the, the studies they analyzed. I wasn't about to go through that. That one I would need a couple of weeks to compile that list of resources. But mm. they went and studied all these. Americans did do the study, and the APA came out and said, okay, based on this, this is what we're saying. Yes, the British one is all Britons playing it, but let's be honest, uh, beyond the political landscape, socially-wise, we're pretty similar. I'm saying beyond the, the political landscape of how politics and all that work between the two countries. So I don't think it's going to be political. Yeah. I would not be surprised if there's some sort of political tie behind it. And here's the, well, here's why I keep going to know it's not is because again, all these things are published out there. You can read how they do their methodologies. Mm. Start reading Josh. Now I'm going to, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done. Um, that was a quick one, but ish. science. Okay. How many people out there checking? And I'm not saying science is corrupt, like politics is corrupt, and not everybody out there is corrupt. But how often do normal people dive into science and try to check or go through the whole entire research process? 
that scientists have done to see if their answer is actually true or if their answer is just given and publicized with only a certain amount of information that they gathered. Because they'll do that. When they find a when they find um, a certain amount of evidence that concludes one belief, they'll immediately say, Yup, oh, this is the new thing. This is it. You know, eggs are bad. Don't eat eggs. That's the most easy one because we go back and forth all the time with it. And then they find a little bit more information and they go, Oh, nope, eggs are good. You can have eggs. It's like, well, I, I, I understand to the point, you know, as you learn something, you want to, you know, educate people. But if you already know that the information you have is not complete, then why the heck spew it out if you... Paul's getting ready to say something. So that's where I'm saying there could be some sort of political swing to it for them to automatically... It's not They're, they're not going to come out and say, you know, our answer's inconclusive, we're not 100% sure, based on the data here and there, based on other places doing uh, research and stuff. You know, it's just there's so much conflicting evidence, we can't really say that video games create a thing. No, they come out and say video games, you know, have a connection to violent aggression, and therefore... We see it prevalent when anybody goes and shoots up someplace. They're going to release what data they have, their results based on the data they have. Data sets are always going to change at some point. you got to cut it off and say, this is the data I have. Okay, Which makes sense. Okay. Now, here's, why, here's another part why I don't think it's political. The APA, okay, the American side. Okay, where they said that this increased video, violent video games lead to increased um, aggression and all that, increased violence, increased aggression. They did say there's insufficient evidence that leads to criminal violence. Okay. So yes, they're saying it leads to increased aggression and everything, but not necessarily violence, which is a whole other category then. So uh, that's why I'm like, this, this data is going to continue to go back and forth. And the reason I say that is this, there's always going to be new methodologies for looking at this, whether we go back and look at old studies or we conduct new studies like the British did. You know, it's always going to change. Like the egg thing, we're going to keep going back and forth on that one because, okay, the benefits of this part of the egg maybe outweigh the negatives, but then they come back and say, well, how bad is the negative portion? And then they review that again. Like, well, maybe that outweighs the positives. You know, it's going to keep going back and forth like that, unfortunately. So indecisive. You know, we, we did we did agree, though, you know, back in the day that uranium could no longer be used in plates. So we did agree on that at least. But why? Well, let's see. Radiation. <laughs> you know. But regardless, you know, how video games might create aggression, you can't necessarily link the fact that someone went somewhere, shot up someplace, and say that, oh, he played violent video games. Um, So therefore, violent video games are bad because it probably helped him want to shoot up a place. You can walk into a store and buy a gun. Aaron, you can walk into a store and buy a gun. The guys on the counter have no idea what you're going to use that gun for. And you might not even know what you want to use it for. But nothing stops someone from 
one day just being so pissed off that they want to do something. And what I'm getting at here is we always try to blame everything else except for the shooter. Right. And But the, what they're getting at with their argument is they're trying to say the game desensitized them to the violence. The game, you know, made it easier for them to do that. I mean, right. Let's be honest. You know, back in the day, okay, when I say back in the day, like when I was younger, so back in the early 90s, mm-hmm. you know, if you had a shooter game on the NES, it was like a little pixelated guy walking across the screen. <laughs> you shoot a gun, there's a square that travels across the screen to hit someone. Dude, you know, so realistic. You know, that that was a shooter, okay? Right. Nowadays, you, you have a first-person shooter. I mean, when you shoot someone in the game, yeah. You know, depending on how realistic they want to get with their graphics. <laughs> it, can be, it can be gruesome. It could be very gruesome. It could be very realistic. I feel like they've wimped out in some games, though, recently for just detail of, I don't know, just, well, I guess the gruesomeness of it. Because one game, <laughs> for at least for Call of Duty. Okay. Um, My friend, uh, you, you, well, you all know him, Guitar Boy. Okay. Uh, well, we'll, we'll call what, him the shredder. I guess, what guitar boy is it? Well, no, we'll call him the shredder because that's what he loves to do. Not, he loves... It's not PH. No, 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 no. I know. J JC. Yeah. Um, I, I figured out who you were talking about. Uh, we would play. Uh, wow, is a Call of Duty game? Okay. Uh, which one was we're, it though? World at War. Yes, that's World a, at War. It, it doesn't matter. You played it. Does call, matter. It, okay. You played it a Call of Duty. Does matter. So that's the one where you blew off limbs. Like okay. yeah, you, it was. It seemed a lot more, uh, I don't know, gruesome than the games they make now. I don't know. I, I think some of that's been some of that pushback that you know some parent groups have been doing because of the shooting and that. Like, what was it last year? Yeah, last year after one of the school shootings, um, president convened a meeting with people to talk about violent video games. And okay. how they impacted shooting. So, I, you know, it, it's still going on to this day where every time there's a shooting, hey, let's go. talk about the video games. Let's go back and visit those video games You know, now. instead of maybe, and I hate kind of harping on this, instead of maybe going back and looking, as Josh said, you know, that person, you know, maybe the video games desensitize them in some way. I, I, won't, I, I, I won't say that that's not a possibility because mm-hmm. some of them are pretty gruesome. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe they do have some mental illness. Uh, maybe the environment they grew up in. Not the uh, best. Yeah. You see, there's so many different variables that can impact someone's aggression. You can't just limit it to one thing. And <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, I want to be a pilot. I've, I've been on um, ADD medication for a few years, and uh-huh. I had to get off of it to even be able to fly. And so I've been going through the medical uh, certificate process. And one of the things I had to do is I had to come off the pill. And I had to get a uh, urinalysis, well, a urinalysis sample right. as well as a screening done by a neuropsychologist with experience in aeromedical neuropsychology. Yes. The one thing I realized is all because I was on a, a simple pill. I yeah. had to get screened like this. Yeah. Well, I cognitive, cognitive, I can't say it. Cognitively 
could be in a much better place than Aaron. Okay, I'm just using an example. But Aaron, because he wasn't on the pill, they would have just signed him and he would have been able to go to pilot school and get his pilot's license. Yep. But me, I have to jump through hoops because I was on a pill. And Well, well it, it, it wasn't so much that you were on the pill. It's why you were on the pill. ADD. I, Attention deficit yeah, disorder, which is understandable. Yeah. But, but they, during the screening, they screen you for all sorts of stuff. Yeah. They screen you based on where you're uh, – some of the questions they asked were, you know, if you thought things were superstitious, if you had depression, if you well, – so they were asking me questions well, yeah, the, that and, they wouldn't – oh, well, hang on. That they wouldn't even, um, even dare to ask Aaron. But yet some of those questions could result in someone who could be unstable. Yeah, and the reason they asked that is – let's be frank, okay? ADD is, you know – like everything else, like depression, all that, it's something in the brain, go, you know, that's misfiring or whatever, you know, however you want to put it. Going whack. So if you have one, I don't want to call it mental condition, but one mental health issue, there is the possibility, great possibility, of potentially having others. And potentially whatever meds you were on for your ADD could have helped as well treat or cover up or prevent from ever coming to the surface, those other issues. Hmm. So it, it's not so much that they're trying to witch hunt you. It's no, no. And, and it, you know, it, I it's can... what else they're just making sure that there's nothing else there. Like Aaron has, cause you got to remember ADD or like me, I'm on, um, so I'm on some stuff as well right now. I, I wouldn't be able to be a pilot if I ever wanted to become a pilot. <laughs> um, that messes with the chemicals of your brain. So we have stuff that, Neurologically is altering our brains. Aaron's never had that, so <laughs> or I've just refused to go see if I needed. It. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> but, but, but see, that's that. No, that's where um I was going with it. Um, um, uh, we, I'm. Oh my gosh! Use I can't. Your thank you. Thank you. Words. Thank you. Continue. So. And it's just one example of saying how, um, yes, I understand that because if I ever got to the point where I was flying commercially, I was flying a multi-million dollar jet with over 100 lives on board, they want to know that the only thing that's going to go wrong is something with the plane. Right. They want me to be able to, you know, handle it. Exactly. They don't want something to go wrong with me because if something goes wrong with me, then, then you're in trouble, which makes total sense. But when it comes to... um the video game world or the gun world is that isn't there. There isn't anything there to see people's cognitive responses to the things that they are subjected to in life and whether or not to see how things are going to work. So I'm not saying everybody should get you know thrown in before they buy a gun. They have to go and take a cognitive test. That would be one interesting thing for a gun. But now um, when it comes to mass shootings or just violence in general yeah there's so many more things besides cognitive that impact so this right here is for the it's called the center for research and the center for research is a national center for health research it's the it's a nonprofit they say nonpartisan think tank focused on research that improves the health of adults and children. 
And they have an article here about violent video games and aggression, right? See. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read what they call their bottom line. Okay. And their bottom line says this. It is important to keep in mind that violent video game exposure is only one risk factor of aggressive behavior. For example, mental illness, adverse environments, and access to guns are all risk factors of aggressiveness and violence. So there's not just one. Yeah. But they, I find it, I don't know, interesting or what, but they list access to guns as yeah, one wonder, of the risk factors. I wonder why. I'm, I wonder why that would be a risk factor just to have access to it because i mean i've had access i well i guess what's considered access to guns if you just have guns in a household or if you can easily get to the guns in the house probably easy access to get to the gun in the house okay yeah not just the gun is sitting inside your house in a locked safe, you know, like right. like it's in your dad's safe that you have no access to. Yeah, that's not access. Well, to was, I say it's never. It was never that like that in um, my house. I, he, we always just had him uh, in a case or like a bag, duffel bag. Uh huh. And I, it normally nine times out of ten was in their room. So I mean I could get to him fairly easily easily if I wanted to. Uh but I guess that would never have brought an idea of being aggress aggressive or violent. So that's interesting. Yeah. But in like I guess I guess it would kind of take it away from video games a little bit, but media like I I don't know, I have friends that love watching uh, criminal, I don't know, stories. I, I don't know any of the shows okay, out yeah. there that are about it, but they love watching. <laughs> One like meme thing I saw was it was, um, when uh, I don't know if it was directly towards like white like girls or whatever, but like when a new <laughs> like when a new uh documentary comes out of a serial killer, they just get so excited and they want to go watch it. Like I have friends that love watching all those things about serial killers and just all yeah. these different ways that people commit crimes and try to hide them. Well, I don't know if you've seen this. Like on Facebook, there's an ad going around. It's like get a message from a serial serial killer every month and solve the riddle. What? Yeah. <laughs> so it's I've so it's like that. this uh, game service or whatever. Okay. And so you you subscribe to it, and it's basically can you solve the ser- who's the serial killer and you get a quote unquote mysterious package every month from the serial killer with new clues that you have to go over to catch oh, the killer <laughs> i don't know how i i don't know about that one i saw that i was That's like interesting it, it's it, what's funny is i was like hmm maybe i'll get that for my mother for christmas because <laughs> she's one of those people that loves serial killers really yeah she is fascinated by them but yet if I played a first-person shooter in her house, uh, oh no, that that was that was a no, 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 no. <laughs> that was a you do not do. Wow. Because, and um, I I think I know her reasoning because I've heard this reasoning even 
at our youth group at one point in time from one of the pastors when he was talking about why you don't play first-person shooter games is because you're killing virtual image bearers is what he said. Who said? Was I around for that? You would. You should have been. You might have been on a trip somewhere or something like that. It was a SJ. Oh. Yeah. Really? Oh. oh. Hmm. And I was like. So he's. I was very... like, okay, I get your point. But at the same time, I know these are pixels. <laughs> right. This is a very, like, I guess to go back to the whole New Zealand thing. Uh, you know, playing games and watching, uh, like just the, wow, why can't I think of when a game like has like a scenic like scene, a cutscene, cut, yeah, jeez, oh, come on, <laughs> I'm tired. That's what I'm gonna blame it on, even though I wouldn't know anyway. Um, anyways, <laughs> anywho, like seeing cutscenes in games or just playing them, and I guess. Being shooters, like seeing bodies like fall, drop dead, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that doesn't necessarily have a huge impact on me. I guess depending on how, again, I guess depending on how gruesome they want. Like if they overdo it and make it just disgusting on purpose, then it's like kind of stupid. But with that guy live streaming that shooting uh, in New Zealand, like. Like I said, I had access to the video. Yeah. And, like, just getting to the point where I could press play to watch it, like, I just, something, I, I, I couldn't do it. So, like I said, I, like, hit through points along the time bar of it just to, like, you'll see photos here and there of what is going on. And just some of the pictures I saw, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's a connection I can make as that's real life. Those were, Real humans on the ground. Right. That's, it, I don't know. It. Oh, that was getting me in a bad mood. <laughs> it's just. It's. I don't know. It's. 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 There is no word for it for me. It's just. Yeah. Horrible. It, it, and I know it's what's going to happen is there are going to be some people who are then going to come along and say, "Well, see, he streamed it like it was a video game," and they're going to try to point that back. That's completely stupid. dismissing the fact that it was ultimately this person's responsibility, regardless of the s- stuff that happened to him. Yeah, you know, regardless of what influenced him. Um, no, <clears throat> I personally do not recommend going and watch the video. I have not. No, um, I, nope. If there is anyone that does want to watch that video, um, I, don't I recommend you, you don't do that. If you want to kind of hear a little bit more about what's in there, uh, Matt Christensen on YouTube, mm. he did watch it and did do an analysis of it uh, and talked about some more things. So go check him out on YouTube and uh, yeah, save yourself that gruesomeness of having oh. to watch that because that is not suitable for anyone to watch. I uh, Him live streaming was just... That's sick. It was. There's no talk. There's no way around that. No. Uh, nope. So what's funny is because uh, you were talking about like uh, the like serial killers and that. Mm-hmm. So uh, in my notes here, and you even made comment of this in our kind of our pre-meeting here. In 2002, the U.S. Secret Service conducted a study of 41 people. So a very small sample size. I will say that. Yeah, uh, it's not. You would want a larger sample size to be able to extrapolate a proper conclusion. But anyway, um, 
these 41 individuals had been involved in school shootings. They found that 12% were attracted to violent video games, 24% read violent books, and 27% were attracted to violent films. It's the next sentence that got me. Some scholars have indicated that these numbers are unusually low compared to violent media consumption among non-criminal youth. (laughs) So they were actually consuming this violent media less than the non-criminal youth in the U.S. Yeah. It's kind of funny how that works out. So based on that very small sample size, like if I was doing a meta-analysis of this, I'd be like, well, there's no link, direct link. Um, not to books, not to films, not to music, not to games. Yeah. You know, back in the day, um, what was it? The Columbine shooting? I think they tried to try to blame some of it on music. Uh, I, I don't recall. Um, yeah, you would have been too young for that. <laughs> yeah. it, it was one of the, it was one of the shootings. I think it was Columbine. Cause I think it was one of the earlier ones. Um, you know, that, that was, that was bad too. Yeah. You would have been four. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think your parents would have let you worry about that. No, they wouldn't have, you know, talked to me about that because, and then also like afterwards people got just so up in arms about being people wearing trench coats because they use trench coats. Oh, you know, so for a while, like. People wearing trench coats was like considered bad. A red flag. Yeah. You know, so. Th- huh. Yeah. Huh? Wow. That's, 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 huh. That's interesting how, you know, events can make a huge impact on what is okay and not okay anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it, uh, so I just did, did look this up uh, for Columbine shooting. They did blame. At metal and dark music bands, uh, one of them being Marilyn Manson. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess I, I don't know. I don't listen to. Mar- I listen to like two songs by Marilyn Manson. Right. I know. So I don't but, know. Like he was real popular at that time. Like, For sure. Oh yeah. He was really popular. Um. So of course, that's what they listened to, and so therefore, that was blamed. Not the video games, not the guns, not the trench coats. The music. Exactly. Hmm. So we've continued to do this over and over and over again, just pointing out the next thing. You know, I'm waiting for, you know, I hate to say this, um, you know, years down the road when they're going to blame you know, what shoe company they wear. <laughs> you know, I, something I is ridiculous. Or what coffee they drink. What colors they like to wear more often. Yeah. Ugh. I guess I could... I hope... Yeah, I would hope it would never get that ridiculous, but mm, never know. Strings, yep. things happen. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking on uh, Columbine. The, the, some parents did blame video games. Okay. Uh, they actually tried to sue video game manufacturers, and they failed. They were trying to blame it that bad. Uh, wow. Because 
they liked games like Doom, <laughs> Quake. Uh, not familiar with that one. It's uh, think of it as first person Fortnite. Okay, but where like you spawn on various areas of the map and you, well, no, no, Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty, but for sure. Uh, it, it, Quake and you know variable physics and pro various maps and that, but all first person. Okay. Uh, Duke Nukem 3D and a game called Postal, which you can almost guarantee what that is about. Postal. Yeah. So, you know, and to be honest, guess what? At that time, those were the quote unquote violent video games of the day. But huh. by today's standards, nah. Doom. Ah. Well, I guess I've never played old Doom games, but the, playing the new one, I mean, it's that one's pretty. Uh, I mean, the old Doom games, okay, the demons or whatever were yeah. like red blobs on the screen. Oh, it, so it was a first-person game. You had, you know, your gun or whatever, and for your health, there was like a little picture of your character's head at the bottom, and it said like your health and your armor and that. Yeah, and you would shoot your your gun, which was like a big circle of color that shot out from <laughs> your gun, which was basically the center of the screen, and hit this red blob. That's that, what Doom used to be. Yeah. The old school Doom was like low poly, 3D map, very basic. Wow. Yeah. And now you look at it today. Whew. Yeah, exactly. Goodness. So, I mean, you know, nowadays, you know, you could – Easily create a 3D model, you know, they're all 3D models, but you I mean you could create easily like a 3D printout from all those models of those demons and that, and they're nothing to to, to joke at. Right. Gah. So, I mean, and then you have, uh, so, so yeah, that, that was crazy. Now, something else I found kind of interesting as well, you know, so since we're so concerned about these video games, and how violent they are. Remember, oh, maybe it was the Darkness one or whatever, how we talked how the standards almost keep changing through the years. Yeah. I, so, <clears throat> Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. That started off as an adult-only game. Now it's... Now it's down to Mature. Still mature, but which I mean, you have to. How old do you have to be? How old do you have to be to buy a rated M game? Um, it's recommended seventeen plus. Okay, that's. But like, that's what I thought an adult can go with you and buy it. Yeah, it's well, and I mean, the same. Do you want to know how many adult-only games there are in the U.S.? Not that many. I didn't know there were adult only games. Uh ninety I would say ninety nine percent of those games are like basically sex video games. Wouldn't surprise me. Like I looked through the list because you can uh go to the ERSB's website and look just you know, for games based on ratings. Okay. And so I looked up the adult only list and like one was like Cyber Shooter. Where you have a virtual camera and take pictures of a model. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was like, are you serious? That's a video quote unquote uh, video game. That's so so stupid. Sorry to anybody that likes that. Not sorry. Not sorry. So yeah, I know. So we've talked a lot about kind of the negatives of video oh, so games. Yeah. I mean, well, 
I, I had another negative in mind okay. as well. Just shoot it out there for how you know addictive yes. games can be. And yep. I mean, uh, just being bad for health wise, and I don't know, just I guess I haven't thought about it too much on the whole mental aspect of it. I was just thinking more so of. I mean, for some kids, all they do is live and breathe video games. All they do is sit at home, play games, and mm-hmm. do nothing else with their lives. A true, real couch potato. Yeah. And, I mean, gosh, I don't know. I Like I said, I've started to get into playing at least games more somewhat recently, mainly being Dark Souls and Skyrim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, when... And the, the th- I guess the thing with games, I don't know if it it's changed from back then to now, but it's just you can't always get a whole lot done in a couple minutes in a game. Like you have to put some time into it to make any sort of, I guess, advancement in the game if that's what you're trying to do. Well, okay. Well, like let's take a look at like Super Mario Brothers, the original one. You yeah, know, the, the original one on the NES. Yeah, you could beat that. Half hour less, right? Easily, yeah. A lot of your Atari games, so the old school games, nothing. To it, it, it's really. just a few minutes, you know. Uh, you know, a lot of those original NES games were just you pick up, you play for five ten minutes, Continue go go on your day. day. Nowadays, you want to do like Dark Souls. It's like a half hour to get between one bonfire to the yeah. next. <laughs> exactly, it really sucks up your time. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, yeah, it's an. For me, it's enjoyable. I mean, I I like playing that game. I mean, obviously, I've played through how many times now? Obviously. Uh, I guess not that many compared to true gamers, but um, no, yeah, it it takes a long time to get through some of these, and then it's like what, your day's gone, and you've done, I don't know, probably not a lot. So, I mean, there's that. What is what I had in mind when I was thinking about just being addictive, and <laughs> I used to I've I've pulled up every once in a while uh, videos of especially kids, yeah, that they're playing games when they're not supposed to, and then those <laughs> parents get pretty cranky, and they're like, nope, and they take their console, whatever it is that they're playing on, just destroy it, and to see those kids just like. I don't, some of them just like scream and like just really angry. Well, some of those are fake as well. So yeah, there are yeah there are fake ones. <laughs> but it's just to think. I mean, for some of them, the ones that are real, it's just like that was that important to you. Yeah, and it's that's not it's not gonna. Well, I guess now you could be a professional gamer and go on ESPN and play video games for you know. Well, there are colleges offering esports scholarships I know, now. That's stupid. I don't know. I I don't get that. But um, uh it's yeah, it's video games aren't going to get you anywhere really in life as a way to I don't know, sustain yourself in any way unless you're ninja. Um, in which case in your Yeah, freaking pain. lucky. Uh, he made a million plus just on launch day for Apex Legends. <sighs> or was See? it Apex Legends or it was a game recently. It was Apex or yeah. another game, but okay. yeah, it was just ridiculous. No, it like, might have been Anthem. I hate 
hearing about that because well shoot man I'll just make a channel and play video games that's, and stuff. That's like becoming a professional musician or a professional athlete. It's it's a hit or miss. It it's and most likely it's going to be a miss. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, since you talked about addiction, I have some stuff up from MD. <laughs> oh, hey, all right, hey. let's get to it. Yeah. So here's some warning signs for video game addiction. They include playing for increasing amounts of time. What's that? So like one week maybe you're playing an hour a day. Next week you're maybe playing an hour and a half a day. You know, in the next week. So you're... it's just gradually getting longer yeah. and longer. Okay. Uh, you think about gaming during other activities. Uh, okay. So yeah. you're here right now, but in your mind you're thinking, how am I going to clear that map in Dark Souls? Yeah, I really uh, – how soon can you, can we get this done so I can just go home and play? Exactly. I, that's all I want to do. Um, gaming to escape from real-life problems such as anxiety mm-hmm. or depression. So you're using it as an escape mechanism. So instead of you know, maybe hitting the bottle and drinking alcohol to forget your problems, you're instead <laughs> engaging in going to a fantasy world right. that doesn't exist. Now, I mean – could that almost be a good thing to a point? To a point. Yeah. Um, so you could use it as an immediate coping mechanism to get around the immediate crisis. Like maybe you're in a place at that point where let, let's just go the, the dark side here. You're in a place where you want to, you know, cut yourself. Right. You know, because you're having trouble dealing with something and you haven't gotten medical help or treatment. If you use that gaming as an immediate way to combat that and stop yourself from doing that so you survive what's called that crisis moment, okay, then it's good. But if you're avoiding getting help then it's and bad. only escaping yeah. to video games and using that as your only form of therapy, then it's bad. Uh, I, I, that makes sense. Yep. You know, just like anything else. Uh Fearing uh, if do you feel irritable when you're trying to cut down on your gaming times? <laughs> no. Uh, do you lie to your friends or family to conceal your gaming? <laughs> I'm going to bed in your bed with the switch. Well, okay. As a kid, I might have done that a little more. Okay, kids will do that all the time. Yeah, because it's but but nowadays kids just doing that versus a kid addicted is a whole different story. In the olden days, you know that was okay. Yeah, a little bit, but nowadays. Kids are on front of their screens all the time. Yeah. You can't get away from a screen, really. Yep. So other signs. Uh, this is by Psych Guides, an American Addiction Center resource website. Uh, feeling restless or irritable when you're unable to play a video game. You know, the battery needs to charge or it's broken or you're on a trip with the family and you can't play your video game right now. <laughs> That's why they made the switch. You can bring it with you. <laughs> Preoccupation with thoughts of previous online activities or anticipation of the ex- the next online session. Wow. Uh, line to friends, yep. Uh, isolating yourself to spend more time gaming. Yeah. Nope. Fatigue. Migraines due to increased concentration or eye strain. Carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> That's not good. I'll Poor personal hygiene, such as not brushing teeth. <laughs> wow. I just take a jab there real quick. I brushed my teeth. Yeah. I was, I was more referencing the concert. I know. I know. I know. So, yeah, it is a thing. And it's uh, what they're saying is the majority of video game addicts are males under 30. 
These are typically children with poor self-esteem and social problems. Well, according to WebMD. They're intelligent and imaginative, but don't have many friends. Oh, that's not me. And then it usually these occur where there's a family history of addiction. Hmm. So, you know, if maybe you have a family member who's addicted to alcohol or addicted to shopping or addicted to sex or addicted to all, anything. come to me just in a different way. Yeah, you, you're predisposed to that addiction mm-hmm. in a way. Um, yeah, so, and they do have video game detoxing. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I would say my s- sister was doing that with the, uh, the kids at one point because, I mean, yeah, it's this – the first thing I think I've, well, I know I've mentioned this in the past, uh, it's probably the technology one, but it's like, as soon as they would come to grandma's house, Hey, can I play the iPad grandma? I don't know why I gave that accent to that, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's always like the first thing. And I mean, they always want to go down and play smash bros or something with their uncle. So, or Minecraft, which yep. I mean, it makes sense to want to do that. But that always being like the thing that you're going to or the first thought come to your mind when you think about going to so-and-so's place or whatever. Right. Uh, so, yeah, they did a whole little detox thing, and now it's like they have to – they get so much time for a day, and that they run out. I guess mainly it's if, if they're at our house and they're like they're out of time, they can do help around, do chores – Around the house to get some more time to play, okay. but so I don't know. Yeah, they uh, they say here as for limiting game time to an hour a day, they compare it to an alcoholic saying he's only going to have one beer. <laughs> you know, it, it's that big of an addictive draw, even yeah. for kids that young of age. Screen time is addictive. It it, it is. So so we. Talked a lot, a lot about, about bad stuff. A lot of the bad stuff, okay? But there was one good thing. What's that? It's very small. It was. It can be a, you know, to get you out of that crisis moment, but that's, yeah, that's it. Yep. Well, there are some so, good things about video games. There are. I agree. Um, there's some studies that saying that they may help people overcome dyslexia. Huh. Interesting, Interesting. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I never would have thought about that. One A study has shown that dyslexics improve their reading comprehension following sessions of games that rely heavy on action. The reason being that the games have um, them constantly changing environments that require intense focus. So their brains are kind of learning how to interpret that a little bit better from how they naturally do, which is kind of cool. I found that. Um, And they even talk about better surgeons. Better surgeons? Yep. Out of playing video games. Yep. So they've found that surgeons like that do laparoscopic surgery, those very small incisions, that specialists in that area who play more than three hours per week, so three hours in a week isn't a ton of time. No. They made 32% fewer errors during practice procedures than their non-gaming counterparts. Huh. I'm I'm assuming, well. They're not specifying what type of game. They're just saying gamers. Just gamers in general. Yeah, so it could be. You know, a first-person shooter, it could be an RPG, it could be a simulation game, it could be... It's basically them using their fingers on the controllers more. Well, yeah, yeah, I was going to say it's that little bit of control that you develop 
for that's one thing I'm bad at, especially when you come to shooters. Like I'm looking this way and there's a guy way over off to the side and I want to go get to him as quick as I can, but it's like how far and how long. Yeah. Cuz I mean there's it's sensitive to if you have it all the way it goes quicker. And then yep. you know as you ease it, yeah. So I, I I get how you can get that control. Yep. From that kind of um, thing. Kind of th- cool. Other things I've found is that it can actually help improve your vision. So re- I remember this as a young kid growing up all the time from my mom. Don't sit too close to the TV. Yes. It's going to hurt your vision. Yes. I. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and instead, of what they're finding is that games in moderation, of course, moderation. Uh, may improve and not strain your vision. So in one study they found 10 weeks of gameplay. So, so just 10 weeks, okay? They were able to discern between different shades of gray better. Huh. So it increased that. Another participants, um, what they did is they had them, like if they had a good eye and a lazy eye sort of deal, they had them play only with their lazy eye. Ooh. And they actually showed improvement in the affected eye. Sometimes, for some people, back to normal levels. Now I know what an excuse I'm going to make when I go home and play games. If my mom says anything, no, mom, I'm improving my eyesight. Leave me alone. (laughs) Uh, They're also talking here about uh, some people might get career boosts. And the reason they're saying not directly from the game, but from the skills from the game. That so, like, if they're a guild leader on a on a game, they're learning this how to manage people and manage and organize people and efficiently deliver resources and that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that is a cool thing. How well, whether it comes like the puzzles and stuff, or managing people throughout games yeah. to you know be effective. So, yeah, um, there's a lot. Of Strategy stuff. And then this one is definitely a Josh one. Players become fascinated with history because of the games they play, especially like your old war games and that. Absolutely. Hmm. I was never a history fan either. Yeah. But I don't play history games. Yeah, maybe either. Either. <laughs> um, this one was very interesting. In a study that they conducted, just 10 hours of play of uh, video games like problem solving, memory puzzle type games in participants 50 and older improved their cognitive ability. So I should get my dad playing video games. Like those problem solving memory puzzle ones on his phone. Yeah. And they said just 10 hours. And A it lasted. No, just 10 hours, period. And it lasted and it helped him just starting at that 10 hour mark, their cognitive ability started increasing. Hmm. So obviously, if you do more, potentially better productive right. ability. But they said just that ten hours though lasted for several years. How do they? So how how long ago had the had they had had to start these? They've they've been doing some of these for years and decades. I was going to say it's it had to be yeah. being in the works a long time ago, and now we're just finding out about it. Yeah. Huh. So Man, this is all old news now. What there the are some games, um, according to this, that can produce uh, what's called a analgesic response in our body. Uh, analgesic being pain killing system in our body. So certain games can do that. Analgesic. Analgesic. Oh a- wait, ano or anal? A n a l g e s i c. Yep, pain killing. 
never heard that word before. Yep. So, Another word of the day or week or whatever. <laughs> uh, it can help you make faster decisions, especially if you're playing like fast action games or like Ooh, games I where you have to make decisions that. right away. I hate that so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And then, of course, reducing stress because I use video games for killing my stress a, a lot. When I do play, I don't get a ton of time to play anymore because I do a lot of audio <laughs> acting in that, but that's Oops. okay. No, no, that's okay. That's actually uh, something else I get to do as a little side entertainment for myself that doesn't involve just sitting in front of screen and play video games. I actually get to do something creative. That's, yeah, that is very true. So why I, don't you make your own video game, Brett? Uh, I don't have that much time. <laughs> Okay. You know, and there's other things that they've found, like uh, reduced impulsiveness, improved spatial attention, improved ability to track moving objects in a field of distractions. You know, so, so all those things come. Now, is this going to be true with everyone? No. Not a. But it can be. There are some positives that we can get out of it, which is nice. Yeah. Instead of just having just pure negative. Yeah. I mean, they're fun. And, I mean, think of all, like, the social aspect of it. I mean, it can help people probably help people with social awkwardness. Yeah. With playing online, you get used to that somewhat of a human interaction with people. Well, they don't have, you up. They don't have to interact with the person in person, literally. Yeah. You know, it's the same kind of concept. Um you hear this a lot from people who do cosplay. They're like, well, when I cosplay, I can be this whole other person and just enjoy myself and not have to worry about things. Yeah, that's strange. But same thing with online. Yeah. Man, I, I never knew that about the whole cosplay. Yeah, stuff. there's some people who are like just completely social they have like social anxiety or weird around people, hmm. but you get them in their costume. They're like, well, now I'm instead so of so. instead of I'm Greg. I am now Prince Albert of the, the whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so they go into the role, and in their role, they're able to do whatever. That's, huh. That's interesting. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And it, I guess the thing that I like to do, it's like whenever like we play, if we were all to play a game, I'm always very much more for getting – in person and doing it instead right. of just playing online. Yeah, it's I noticed. Just, it's, yeah. Because I don't know, it's just, it's the. It's There's the social the, aspect of it. Yeah, and then it's like, you know, when you get off the game for a minute to take a break, it's like you're all there together and can still hang out and do stuff. Yeah, and that's you. You're a very social-oriented person. Yeah, I'm more introverted. Yeah. He's introverted. Especially today. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I mean, there are some good sides to video games as well. Absolutely. There's the bad sides. Again, it comes down to moderation or not. If it's not in moderation, it's going to cause issues. Right. And if you want to even get into the whole spiritual side of things, that's a whole other conversation. Oh, boy. You know, and maybe that's one we have for part two of this at some other time. Right. Because we're already... An hour 30 plus in. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that seems really early to be <laughs> that far into this. I know. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to be like 4 o'clock. I'll be like, okay, now we're about time to wrap it up. But it's, wow, yeah. No. So. Pretty early. Sick. 
Now I can get home and play some video games. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there you go. You can go talk about how people are addicted to video games and now go be addicted about video games. Yeah. Good job. Same. <laughs> what a good example. Man, I remember like first getting into Dark Souls with our buddy in Cali. And I remember we were, and this was during the summer when I wasn't working. Yeah. And started playing at night. I don't know what time. But then we were getting pretty decently far into it. Then I looked at the clock. It was like three or four in the morning. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I should probably go to bed at some point. But I want to finish this next spot with them. <laughs> so yeah. we kept going. It's, just, it's, oh, when it gets you, it gets you. It does. It, uh, it's, it's, it's entertaining. But yep. I mean, yeah, that I, I spend way too many hours playing, uh, games, I think during at least the beginning of summer. Cause it was just like, it, I don't know, hitting a little high of it. It was just like, oh, it's so much fun. I want to keep going. I want to get farther. And then, I mean, pretty much. And then once you finished, once we finished uh, a playthrough of everything, I think it was after that point where I was like, well, okay, now I know what happens, how it all goes down. Okay. Um, and then I feel like I started to get away from it a little bit more. And then that's also when I started getting more busy with other things as well. So going back to work and all that. Well, not no. This is still like in the summertime for like the music stuff, and then oh, okay, wanting to go on little side trips every here and there. Uh, so, but then yeah, and then work came back, and it's like oh, <laughs> back to reality. Yep, back uh. to reality. That's how it goes. So, uh. Uh, you got any more comments here, Mister Johnson? Um, comments, quarrels, quibbles. Nah, I mean. Uh, I got nothing, but then when we finish this, I'll ha- probably have something that I'll wanted to have mentioned. But <laughs> of course, that always happens. Uh, Mr. Brewer, you got anything, sir? Nope, not a. All right, uh, I don't. Hey, Paul, do you have anything left? Add more to add on to said conversation? Uh, nothing more to add on. Otherwise, we'll be going in our two hours. Dude, sick. Let's do it. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> Um, I got a four o'clock cutout. Ooh, that's right. Oh, yeah. look at this popular guy over here and stuff. Uh, I don't know if I'm popular, but getting asked to be on other podcasts because yeah. you're smart and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so at four o'clock today, I'm going to be recording on the convoluted podcast. I do not know when that episode will release. Uh, it may not release for a few weeks, so I, I don't know what his. How his recording times and that. So I got that going on at four today. So that's gonna be fun. That's what, what I can't. What are you talking about again? That uh, one's more a freeform thing. Oh, so oh, okay, cool. It's it's basically he wants to interview and talk to people from various walks of life. So oh, neat. I, so you know, I'm a computer system engineer. I run a user group. I volunteer with teens. I speak at conferences. I do all this our stuff. So he's like, "Oh, okay, I'll have you on." I'm like, "Cool, you mean interesting guy to talk to." So I'm like, "Oh, cool." Um, so yeah, that I'll nice. I'll mention when that's going to be released. I don't know okay. when yet. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So like always, thank you for listening. Any comments or anything, let us know. Our email address is uywords at gmail dot com. Our email, our website is uywords.com where, yes, PH, you can listen to 
the recordings there as well. <laughs> um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Sprecher, Blueberry, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Facebook at User Words Podcast, uh, Twitter, UYW Podcast. And I think that's all the spots we're at right now. Um, nope. Take that back. We're at Radio Republic. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in uh, another area or two, but we're, we're around. Well rounded. Yeah. So thank you all for those of you who have listened and uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Um, that really does help us out if you do leave that, leave that review. Um, I see some people are listening there finally. Apple, wow. Apple's finally giving me stats. So. Nice. Thank you, Apple. Yeah. So thank uh, you. leaving reviews really helps us out a ton. Really does. Um, share it with your friends, family, people who might like this. And again, if you don't like us, go ahead and leave us a zero-star review, <laughs> a one-star review, and share it with your favorite enemy to hate. <laughs> we Maybe will, they'll like it. We will go and torture your enemy for you. Absolutely. It's I'm, a service we offer for free here at Words <laughs> Podcast. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever works, man. Yeah, whatever works. I, I think uh, we'll leave uh, next week's episode a surprise. A secret. Because hopefully from that one we'll have more input from uh, Mr. Brewer over here. And hopefully I'll actually take notes and yeah. make my own. <laughs> That'd be good too. For this one. All right. For that one. So uh, I think Uh, we're pretty good at this point here. Let's wrap this up. What do you say? (gasps) Goodbye. Until next time.